Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? You're tuned in to 411 Teen, a weekly program for teens, families, and other interested folks. This edition of 411 Teen celebrates Frank Hartsfield Elementary School on their recent international baccalaureate designation at the elementary level. Frank Hartsfield Elementary School is a Title I magnet school K-5 with student population of 368. 51% of female students, 49% male students. The minority student enrollment is 92%. 70% of the students are economically disadvantaged. The student-teacher ratio is 14 to 1. There are 27 equivalent full-time teachers, 100% certified, and one full-time counselor. The minority enrollment is 92.4. I welcome Superintendent Rocky Hanna. He's born and raised in Tallahassee, attended Gilcrest Elementary School, Raw Middle School, and member of the Leon High School class of 1982. He has been superintendent of Leon County Schools since 2016, and he just filed to run in 2024. Rocky Hanna, welcome to 411 Team. I really appreciate you taking the time to um, share your thoughts and your perceptions of what's happening in Hartsville Elementary School. What is the significance of this designation of the IB Elementary School for Hartsville? Well, it'll be the first of its kind here in, in Leon County where we have a primary year's IB program at one of our elementary schools. And I'm, I'm extremely excited about this initiative. Uh, before I start, though, I have to give a lot of credit to our school board member, Roseanne Wood, to Dr. Rhonda Flanagan uh, to, for coming to me, to planting the seed. Uh, this was their dream that then became my dream and our dream that we would one day have a primary year's uh, international baccalaureate program at one of our elementary schools. So we're very excited that Hartsfield Elementary School has, is going to receive that designation here in the very near future. And it's the perfect pathway for children that can go in from that program to then Fairview pre-IB program and then to Rickers High School International Baccalaureate program uh, for their high school years and receive that degree and certification. So it makes complete sense. It just took a long time for us to get here. But, oh, yeah. but now, now we're here and uh, just really excited to go public with the announcement. I think the community is going to be very excited in and around not only Indian Head Acres and the and that school community, but throughout the district, parents are going to be, I think, chomping at the bit to get their kids and a part of this very special program. Well, just tell us, what is the impact of the of the designation? I mean, how does a parent get their child in? What what makes it eligible? Does it make it not eligible for more resources? Just give us an overview of what this means. Yeah, and see, the positive thing about school choice and our school choice initiatives is we have existing capacity at Hartsfield, which is one of the reasons we uh, we chose Hartsfield in addition to being the perfect feeder to Fairview and Rickers was that we have capacity to accommodate students who live outside 
uh, of that designated school zone. So mm -hmm. students that live in all parts of Leon County, if their parents so choose, would qualify to enter this very prestigious program that will you know, be housed at, at Hartsfield. So uh, more information will be coming out soon as we enter uh, our school choice window, which starts ironically also in January. It'll run January through March. So uh, parents need to be on the lookout for more information about how they can get their child uh, enrolled in this new primary years IB program at Hartsfield Elementary School. Can you just give us an idea or an overview of how this designation changes or impacts the school? I mean, will the curriculum be different? I know at the, at the high school level, the curriculum is, is, is different. I mean, how, what are we going to see at the elementary level? Yeah, there'll be a lot of training involved with uh, with our teachers. All the okay. primary years uh, teachers will receive professional development on uh, IB's way of work, and uh, it is a it is a different curriculum. Uh, it's a more of a global approach. Uh, but again, I think uh, this been tried and true and tested throughout throughout the country, throughout the state, and now we're excited to have uh, either even for the earliest of learners. Uh, a very one-of-its-kind uh, one program here in Tallahassee and Leon County for all of the children throughout the throughout our, our region, throughout the district, uh, and surrounding districts to take advantage of. Okay, so when you say surrounding districts, who does that include? Yeah, Wakulla, Jefferson, Taylor. If you have the means to get your uh, child to Leon County, maybe you live in Gaston County mm -hmm. or work in Jefferson County, but you uh, uh, but work in Leon County, then absolutely, you can apply for school choice just as a resident of uh, Leon County can. So uh, it will be open to uh, our kids first, and if we fill if we fill all the seats, great. Which we are expecting to mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. a waiting list uh, now. This program has become online because it has such a uh, high reputation of producing wonderful outcomes, and then again moving straight into to Fairview's pre-IB program and then to Rickards, I think uh, a lot of the community is going to be chomping at the bit to be yeah. to be a part of something special. Well, it's something that's really very <laughs> exciting. I know Principal Olson was just ecstatic when he heard of the designation. Now, this program will commence in, what, August of this year? That's when it's... Correct. Okay. Yeah, we are f finishing, uh, putting the, the final touches on this, wrapping it up in a bow and and uh, and then working on professional development this spring and summer, and then we'll be off and running next fall in the fall of, of 2024. Well, so there'll be you know a lot of work to do on the front end with professional development and training. But uh, as you can tell, uh, Principal Olson is uh, all in as as all the teachers mm -hmm. and the faculty and the staff and. Uh, you know, just like we have the community partnership, one of a kind community partnership at Sable Palm, this will be uh, one of a kind for Leon County, uh, primary years program, international baccalaureate at Hartsfield Elementary School. So, you know, we'll try it here, see how it works out, and then maybe, you know, look to expand after that. But this is a great first step for us. Uh, it's never happened in Leon County, and I'm just excited about the opportunities it will bring for our youngest of learners. Well, we here at 411 Team, we applaud you. We applaud all your efforts and all the success. Um, any closing comments that you want to share 
No, again, to our parents and our community at large, be on the lookout as we uh, start to market and share more information about this program and how your child can get enrolled. Uh, that will be coming in the in the days and weeks ahead. And if you have any questions or want more information, uh, we will have things put up on our, our website uh, and, and we're a phone call away. But we're just ecstatic about the opportunity this is going to provide. It's something new, one of a kind in Leon County. And we just continue to offer uh, to children and, and families opportunities. And this is just another opportunity for children at the youngest uh, of age to participate in something that's very special, uh, world-renowned, uh, cutting edge uh, when it comes to academic and academic success. Well, I again applaud you. I have two daughters who graduated from Rickards in the IB program, so I know the excellence that it provides to them. And again, thank you for your time um, and sharing what's happening. Well, Liz, thank you. And you can be a wonderful advocate as you're, you know, as you've had two daughters graduate, mm -hmm. graduate in the International Baccalaureate program at James S. Rickards High School. This just starts kids younger and gets them yeah. thinking in that direction and moving in that direction. And again, we're, we're really excited uh, about this opportunity. And uh, one, I again have to give a shout out to Roseanne Wood and Dr. Rhonda Flanagan for their hard work and effort. Uh, uh, this was a process. It wasn't an easy process, uh, but we now uh, have seen the fruits of our labor and, and more importantly, we're gonna get kids up and, and in this program in the fall of 2024. Well, we tip our hat to Leon County Schools and thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Liz. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful start to 2024. Rocky Hanna, Superintendent of Leon County Schools. Rocky, thanks a lot. I welcome via Zoom platform, John Olson of Hartsville Elementary School. Principal Olson has been at Hartsville Elementary for two years and a school administrator since 2004. Ms. Fayon Jones is the IB coordinator for Hartsville. Ms. Jones, we are glad to have you and any comments from you all? Um, particularly, let's start with Ms. Fayon, because I found out that you had been on here before. Can you say that? or Talk about that real quickly. Sure. It's great to be back. I was on the show previously. Thank you for having me, first of all. I was on the show previously as a teenager with Public Agenda mm. under the tutelage of Ms. Marty Johnson when I was mm -hmm. in high school in the IB program at Rickards back in 94 to 98. Okay. All right. And Principal Olson, I'm so glad to talk with you again. You know, you all are putting Hartsville on the map. I mean, we talked about adopt a, a classroom the last time we talked, and now we are talking about the IB designation. Any brief comments you want to make? I appreciate this opportunity to share all the wonderful things happening in Hartsville. We're so proud of all the hard work of our staff and excited for our students for the future of Hartsville. This PYP's designation it's very exciting. Okay. Well, we really look forward to talking with you, finding out all of the ins and outs and everything. As I said, I want folks to be able to walk away 
from this program and know exactly what it involves and know what they have to do if they want to get their children enrolled in Hartsville Elementary School IB designation. We're going to take a break, but we'll get right back at you. Just tuning in, the program is 411 Teen, and this edition applauds Hartsville Elementary School. Um, I will be talking with Principal John Olson and the IB coordinator, Ms. Ms. Fayon Jones. So glad to have you. What exactly does this designation of IB Elementary mean? And I, that's to both of you, whoever wants to take the, the question. But what does it mean exactly? Well, I, this is an incredible accomplishment for not only our school, but for the learning community that we're nestled in, including our district. Um, IB is definitely going to open doors for all of our learners to make connections between what they already know and how it relates to the world around them. And we do it in a way that um, we can pull in our state standards, but also hold true to the IB's foundation of international mindedness. So it's really exciting to be able to offer this at this level in our district and be the first school to yeah. do it in our district. Principal Olson, would you just share the process of becoming an IB designate? I mean, what do you do? What did the application involve? I mean, I mean, it just seems like, you know, what's the criteria? I mean, just just share with the listening audience. We would love to know, you know, how this evolved. Well, I'm fortunate to come on the back end of all the hard work of the previous principal, Dr. Rhonda Flanagan. Okay. This was her and Ms. Jones's his idea years ago, and they have worked tenaciously over these last six years. I know that they've observed other schools in the, in the Florida air region that are, are PYP schools. I know they, we have a consultant, we've talked to teachers, they've gone to an abundance amount of training. Our staff is trained. There is nothing that's, in my opinion, nothing that's missed to prepare our task teachers and staff to be a PYP school. You know, all of PYP for me is, we're gonna allow our students to learn across the curriculum through big ideas and big subjects. So it's rather exciting. Um, but the process is, as Ms. Jones can probably tell you more than me, is definitely dotting your I's and crossing your T's and making sure our students understand the in, you know inquiry and all the work the things need to be successful for IB program. Ms. Jones, I'm not sure if I said it right. Anything else you can add? Um, I can definitely give some light to the process. Okay. Um, the journey began even before I came on board um, back in 2000. 19, the school decided to go on this journey to become an IB school to complement what they were already doing by way of conscious discipline. Um, and IB just seemed to be a good fit as far as the trajectory of the school and where, where they wanted to go. So Dr. Flanagan and the team that was here before I even arrived um, 
already started setting the foundation for the school to become a PYP school. That included um, doing an application and a consultation for candidacy. The school became a candidate in 2020. And as you all know, the epidemic COVID-19 hit in 2020, school shut down. Um, we came back in August as a hybrid school offering digital academy and brick and mortar. So it was definitely a challenge for us to continue on that journey, but we did. Um, we started building capacity with our teachers with regards to the language of the PYP program and IB. Um, we started implementing pieces of the program with our students and introducing this concept and our journey to our learning community. Um, with the assistance with the district, they gave us the go ahead to continue on the journey. And through our candidacy, we, we received a consultant who helped us through the authorization process, which was extensive, including the application, um, a site visit, um, many, many collaborative planning sessions with teachers, um, training for all teachers, administrators, and myself, um, student collaboration, and um, submitting that application for authorization last March. A site visit, well, a virtual site visit um, this past September 2023, and notification of our authorization in November of 2023. And here we are. Well, it's, it was a long process, though. And that 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 is, you're to be commended on that. Throughout your um, discussion, you were talking about PYP. And for the listening audience, I know that PYP, I believe, means primary years program. That's, That's correct. Okay. Explain to us what the primary years program is, what it is, includes so PYP, it's a, some people call it the baby IB program. We have the diploma program at the high school level and the career related program at the high school level and the middle years program at the middle school level. Mm -hmm. But PYP is really for elementary school students, three years old to 12 years old, meaning pre-K is included. It's just a curriculum framework for young learners um, that the IB has established and there's transdisciplinary themes that we explore. There's six total. Our pre-Kers and our kindergartners explore four themes per year. Our first graders through the fifth graders explore five transdisciplinary themes. Um, they also teach the students different approaches to learning at a very early age, such as research skills, social skills, self-management, um, communication skills, and thinking skills to really give students agency over their learning process and to allow students to make connections not only to what they're doing in the classroom, but their knowledge acquisition and how that relates to their own life, their community, and the global society. Now, I did not identify you as having pre-K. So you all also have pre-K at your school? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so that was my error. I did not give you that, that designation, and that's very important. So you are starting at the ages of three. Yes, ma'am, that's correct. Up through 12. I just want to make sure I've got this right, and I want the listening audience to hear that this is something that their preschoolers can become involved in. And we know the earlier that we start on this trajectory, the better, correct? Would you all agree with that or what? That's yes, correct. That's correct. Okay. Um, what impact has it had? And I know you haven't started yet. We'll get to that when you're going to start. Um, but will it have on the school community 
overall. I mean, it seems like just a real big plus to um, have this designation. It it has already, mm-hmm. in my short time here, um, affected our school community. You know, we get emails and calls time to time, even before um, we received the designation of PLP school. Parent parental interest had increased in the short time I've been here, and Ms. Jones can speak more to that. Okay. She talks to parents and community members about this this PYP all the time. So I believe this designation um, will just increase our student enrollment because parents understand we kind of have it's a PYP here at Hartsfield, Fairview, and then Rickards. So you have the the IB from K through or pre K through twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And as far as impact, and I just wanted to clarify one thing, um, in order to receive your authorization, you must have implemented six units of inquiry. Those are what the teachers develop through this curriculum framework prior to your authorization. So in the year 21-22, our teachers and our, our staff, we implemented our first unit of inquiry with our students um, in the year 22-23. Last year, we Wait, implemented six me. units. Excuse me for interrupting, but when you say six units, will you explain a little further sure. what that means? Because, again, like I said, I want this to be Hartsfield 101, <laughs> okay? Sure. So, so our, our teachers were charged with the enormous tax, and they did a wonderful job through the guidance of our consultant of creating um, six units of inquiry. And these units are based on transdisciplinary things, which are inclusive of all subject areas, including the arts and um, social emotional subject areas. And the six themes are who we are, where we are in place and time, how we express ourselves, how the world works, how we organize ourselves and sharing the planet. So first through fifth grade explores all six themes every year. Pre-K and kindergarten explore four themes and they cycle out to two themes each year because our pre-Kers generally you have three, they usually spend about two years in pre-K. So mm-hmm. by the time they mm-hmm. come to kindergarten, we want to make sure they've explored all of the units. And that's why pre-K and kindergarten only does four per year to not continuously overlap. Mm-hmm. But these, these, th- these units of inquiry were developed by our teachers. So we take this con- concept like who we are or sharing the planet and we embed our district curriculum, our state standards, but more than anything, local and global concepts that we want our students to connect their knowledge acquisition with. So we don't want them to just focus on the benchmarks, but more concepts that are going to be um, impactful for them as children, um, impactful for them in their community, and having them look at this at a very early age through a lens of a global um, mm. community member rather than just the student at Hartsfield. Okay. How do you envision now? Will everybody be involved with the in this? Or will all the students be in? Or is it you know those who of course select to to be involved? I mean, is there a particular criteria for the student participation? Once you register at Hartsfield, um, you are involved in the PYP program mm-hmm. from pre-K till fifth grade. Once you register, you step on campus. You're involved in the PYP um, education program here at Hartsfield. Okay. We do not d- differentiate of any child, so everyone is involved in the PYP program here at Hartsfield. Okay, that's good to know because I do think it's set up a little different at, at I know at least 
at Rickards. I mean, the IB program is kind of separate from the overall school curriculum, I think, right? So with PYP, they, they are very um, adamant, and it's a requirement that our mm -hmm. program is implemented school-wide and adapted by teachers to meet learning needs of all students. Okay. So whereas in the high school level with the diploma program or the middle school middle years program, there's a select students, you have to have certain scores, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. high achieving academically, PYP is more of an approach to growing um, students in many different ways. So it's not focusing on just what test score they may have, but building, okay. for lack of a better term, the whole child and really showing them how they can take ownership of their own learning and take action based on what they've learned. Okay, you have been, Ms. Jones, you have been involved um, with the parents. I know Principal Olson said that. How, what's the parent reaction? Where are parents in this? So I think parents, I know parents are excited. Mm -hmm. There are some parents that have been on this journey um, with us since the inception of the idea of becoming a PYP school. There are parents whose children have moved on to middle school and you, they're not here for the authorization, but they're still in contact with us. And they know what this means for our students, um, specifically for our you know, Title I designation and our demographic of students. This is an education that they may not be able to get anywhere else mm -hmm. in the district um, aside from maybe a private school. And this is an international education. So for families that may be mobile, um, may be military, mm -hmm. may travel, they can take this IB and go to anywhere in the world to a PYP school and have this replicated and have the same type of education. And that's what makes it so special for parents that they know that this is something that they're doing all over the world. It's been vetted. Um, the curriculum and the professional development is superb. And it's very specific to a need that certain families want for their children. And it's it's great because the tenets of the IB is to send students out to make a more peaceful world. And, you know, I don't know anyone who has a problem with building, you know, humans that are going to vet for a more peaceful world. Right. If we, cert if we need anything in the world, we need peace. That's for sure. Um, how will things change for the teachers, now you said they were they, there was a lot of pre-training that was going on. Can you share with us just what that involved? Um, how what's different for the teachers who are going to be involved in this? Well, the 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 daily instruction will not change, of mm -hmm. course. Um, okay. It's just how we instruct, how mm -hmm. we do projects, how the students are engaged will change. But the instructional time will not change. We still have to adhere to the Florida law on minutes of certain subject areas, interventions for students. That's not going to change. It's just how the children are um, involved, how they work collaboratively, and the kind of work they do is going to change. But the, the instruction rigor is not going to change at all. Ms. Jones? Yeah. Would you give us an example, Ms. Jones, of, and of how the presentation how it may be different um, as far as the learning and the goals and whatever, because I know it encompasses one thing, and you've said this, a holistic approach. It's not just academics and, and rote memorization. It's more so application. I, I know a lot of application. 
so when teachers um, develop their units of inquiry, for instance, for say how the world works, that's one mm -hmm. transdisciplinary theme we explore. They look at the standards that our um, state requires for all of our academic disciplines and they say, hey, which standards kind of align with this transdisciplinary theme of how the world works? So, for example, you may take a standard from science. You may be talking about physics or you may be talking about um, physical and chemical changes. And the teachers will develop a provocation, something to spark interest in the students. It might be a picture that they do a visual thinking routine about. It might be a, a video that they have a note catcher that they have to write about. Or it might be a short reading passage that they do a collaborative think pair share with one of their neighbors. Um, just to get them thinking about this larger concept of how the world works. Once that provocation has been done and our unit has been introduced, the students start to explore what we call our central idea. Now, as time progresses, the students will have a more, more input on those central ideas and what they, what they want to explore. But initially our, our teachers develop those central ideas and following those central ideas are lines of inquiries, questions that we want to explore with our students all keeping in mind that we still have these state standards that are required mm -hmm. for the state. So we want to make sure that those are integrated into those units of inquiry. But they really want to make these units relevant to our learners. So every classroom has what we call a wonder wall. So mm -hmm. once the units are introduced to our students, the students have a chance to write a question. I wonder mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. And then they're allowed to research that question further. So we're not just pouring information into them. They're having opportunities to be an inquirer and to really think about and ask questions and find out information they want to know about some of these um, state standards or benchmarks that they're required to learn anyway. Mm -hmm. So we want them to have some agency and ownership over their learning. So what I hear, and correct me where I'm wrong, is that it is really fostering a program of self kind of self-efficacy. I mean, you're teaching the children to think differently or think independently um, in a holistic kind of environment. And even the teachers, is what I hear you saying, um, the role may be, they're still going to meet those academic requirements that are established by the state. That's not going to slide at all. But the teacher's role may be a little bit different in that you're encouraging more like self-motivation and confidence. I don't know. That's what I heard heard you saying, Miss Miss Jones. Is is was that what I was hearing? I mean, am I did I characterize yeah. <laughs> that correctly? I don't know. You know, I always like to say things two or three different ways, just to make sure people I... understand, get a feel for exactly where we're coming from and, and what you're trying to do, because I'm as excited as you are. I think it's just fantastic that you are doing this, and it's fantastic that it's at the level, um, because early education, I'm a strong advocate of that, and that is really the key uh, for making a difference. And now I say I've talked and talked, and it's time for us to take a quick break, but we're going to take a break, and I'll come back and you can respond. Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. You 
tuned in to 411 Teen, and I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield, and we are celebrating Frank Hartsville Elementary School for a job well done. They have now received their elementary IB designation, and it is really exciting. Um, Ms. Jones, I was just pontificating, I guess, on all that I was hearing from you and 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 what this means. Was there anything that you wanted to, to add to that? You talked about self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. Um, we really do want the students to be empowered to take ownership of their learning. One of the um, foundations of PYP is student agency. So voice choice and ownership. We want the students to have a lot of voice um, and choice within their learning. So we do provide performance-based and project-based assessment opportunities where they have a lot of choice in how they present their knowledge acquisition and how they show us how they learn outside of our, you know, everyday standardized testing, our unit assessments. Um, And it's so refreshing and encouraging and exciting to walk into a first grade classroom where first graders are presenting their projects on community and they're including information that has to do with geometry and shapes and colors, but also Mm -hmm. talking about what it means to be a part of a community, what makes their community or their home special um, and how it's, you know, comparable to their classmate or their teacher um, and to speak and present that in front of their classmates confidently and competently in first grade. So that's the exciting part to see them get excited about some of the assessments that they have in the PYP program that are kind of outside of what we would normally see in traditional schooling. Um, So they have, we try to give those students a lot of agency and room to show what they know in ways that are comfortable for them and that provide them opportunities to be confident with sharing their information. Now, I know that you have, or at least IB programs have that whole interdisciplinary theme. I mean, like a a global significance where students sort of broaden broaden learning through a lot, through concepts and they strengthen their knowledge and their skills beyond the subject area. I think you mentioned, you know, they might want to write something uh, uh do a little project on I don't know, composition of of the soil or something and and they take it even a step further. Is that is, am I getting that right? That's what I'm hearing? Yes, that's okay. correct. Okay. So uh, teachers, you know, they generally develop a rubric as, as with any um, classroom. Mm-hmm. But the rubric tends to be flexible. You can present your information in a number of different ways. You have certain guidelines, but students can be as creative as they want to to present that information. Okay. And as far as transdisciplinary nature, those units that I spoke about earlier, those are all inclusive of, of at least at, at least three different academic areas. So that's the requirement. We try to implement four academic areas into that unit. Sometimes that's a little much for, for elementary school mm-hmm. students, but at least three academic areas are included in those units of inquiry. Wow. I mean, all I can do is say we really applaud you. You have really accomplished a lot. And I know Hartsville has a lot going on. Let me talk, let's talk just a little bit about 
are you still going? I know you have supplemental resources available to the students at Hartsville. What are some of those resources? I, I'm thinking about, I know you had a family resource center. Do you still have that? Will that still be available? What other additional resources, in addition to the IB, will remain at the Hartsville Elementary School? Um, the Dr. Flanagan Resource Center is still there, of course. Um, we have um, multiple gardens here on the campus. We we have a butterfly garden. We have vegetable gardens as well through the Homeowners Association. Um, and all of that's going to stay in, in, in place, you know. Mm -hmm. And said, if you walk the campus, Ms. Jones has um, put out the learner profiles all over campus. So every day we the children are going to be exposed to, are we open-minded? Are we caring? Some of those things are going to mm -hmm. continue to be here at Hartsfield. Um, again, the PYP identification is not going to change the way we teach here and, the, and how we do things. Conscious discipline will still be implement, implemented daily. Our teachers are still going to instruct our children daily, work hard. Um, PYP is just another way to help our children be more successful. Um, I like to say that the PYP program adds to what was already happening here mm -hmm. at Hartsfield with regards to the learning community. It's an, an additional way to move us forward and and on our on our journey into just being the superb school that we, that we already are and we want to move further um and this just adds to that journey elaborate a little bit more about the family resource center so that those who are listening will know just what that encompasses or what that involves what that family resource center offers to the parents and the students who attend hartsville it's used multiple ways. I know as the administrator, I know we use it for open house. We use it for parent conferences. We use it for time to talk to teachers. Mm -hmm. um, some of our mentors from off campus and local businesses come to work with our students. Big brothers and big sisters comes often throughout the school week and they use the Family Resource Center as a space to work with the child, play games, read a book. Um, it's just another thing that community can use. Um, I know um, that the neighbor association has used the room previously. So it's just, it's really, it's a, it's, it's a community center's mm -hmm. room. If they need to do, you know, um, I know last year um, they had a home buyer organization teaching people how to buy a home. That's, that room mm -hmm. was used as well. It's just another resource for our, our parents and community members here in, in the area. What's the process in, in getting access to it for those who are listening who, who go, oh, I didn't know that was available? Oh, that um, is available. What do they do? Where do they go? Uh, you send me an email, and mm -hmm. I give Mr. Black, the um, facilities manager, and we fill out a form, um, um, facilities use form, and make sure the AC's on or the heat's on, and that's all you have to do. Um, I don't typically like to charge people in the community who you like to use the room, but, you know, it's open for people who want to use the room. I know um, earlier in the year we had uh, yoga using part of the resource room, and it got so popular, we had to use the yoga, the library for the yoga. So Ms. Jones <laughs> laughing at me. But yeah, the community yoga from the um, Parks and Recreation Department here wanted to use our resource room. It got too popular. We had moved to the library. But they fill out a form to come by and use it. We have the doors open for them whenever they want to use it. It's really for the community. Okay. You know, the taxpayers have this access to this. All we have to do is follow the policy and the rules, and we love people to use the resource room. All right. That's good to know. I'm sure that, you know, people listening may want to take advantage of it. Um, 
we'd like I'd like you to we need to go back I guess to the IB designation and what does one what does one need to do a particularly a parent um, as far as the program is concerned I mean for parents how do they find out the information where should they go and I know there's an event coming up on Tuesday that we need that that you're going to be um, identifying the school or announcing what's going on? You want to tell well, us about that, too? Uh, Mr. Hannon and school board members, I think Ms. Roseanne Wood um, is going to come out and officially announce our news designation. Um, and um, we're very excited. We've invited, you know, local community members, the um, neighborhood association from here, um, one of our biggest business partners, the Methodist Church down, down the street, very supportive of us. They're going to be here. Um, anybody who's been involved, I know Dr. Flanagan and Ms. Jones have a great list of, of guests to come by who've been involved in this since day one. Um, we're very proud. We want all those who had a hand in this success to be here to get the recognition they deserve. Um, and back to the other part of your question, if you're a parent, information is on the school webpage. Ms. Jones' number's on there. She loves to talk to you. My number's on there as well, emails, um, but all the information's there. Um, and if you have a registration question, Miss um, Allison, um, our registrar's information is there as well. And again, all to, we're a phone call away, an email or a phone call away to make sure we answer all your questions. Even though you don't choose Hartsfield as your elementary school for your child, you get information about the IB program at Rickards or Fairview. So we're here to help anybody who's curious about the IB programs here in Leon County Schools. Now, what time will that be, or is that just going to be sort of an open house that's going on all day um, for those who are listening again? I might like to attend. I mean, I'd like to know, you know, when it's going to be and, you know, what time. So, Tuesday evening, um, January 9th, actually afternoon, 4 to 5 in our media center. Um, We are also having a magnet school open house on January 23rd, so families who really are interested in learning about our school that january 23rd magnet school open house at 5 30 would be a super time to attend but on tuesday of of next week on the 9th at four o'clock we are celebrating hard um our accomplishment here as an ibpyp designated school wow i mean that's that's fantastic that's great um i'm so excited myself because i think it's such a plus for not only the school community, but for the overall community. Because what I hear you saying is that this is a community school. Um, And you have resources that the community can uh, partake of. What if someone hears and what's like to be, oh, a volunteer? Do you have, and I know you have to be kind of careful with volunteers, but let's say they go through whatever they need to go through, you could probably tell us, for being a volunteer. How can one be a volunteer at Hartsfield School? Well, first, you need to contact Ms. Leslie Smith, who is our volunteer coordinator, and there's a process. You know, you must mm-hmm. uh, do fingerprints, mm-hmm. and after that's done, we can find all kinds of wonderful things for you to do once you fill the paperwork out and give us your times you're available. You can work in the classrooms, you can help in the garden, you can help on the library, anything you want to do, as long as you follow the procedure to be clear to be a volunteer at Hearts. We'd love to have you. Okay, and that, and that's what I, so they contact, again, repeat who they need to talk to? Leslie Smith, Leslie. she's the front office here at Hartsfield, and there's okay. a form you must fill out. 
and there's just a process. You get fingerprinted, you fill out your available times, your interest of where you want to volunteer, and then you will be assigned, or we can work together collaboratively to find you opportunities to volunteer. Okay. Um, throughout our, our conversation in these last few minutes, there are a couple of things that I think I want to have you elaborate on. Um, you have used the, deg uh, the term magnet school. For those listening, I mean, everybody does not really know what a magnet school is. Would you share just what that designation means? And when we say someone, something is a magnet school, some school is a magnet school, what does that mean? So a magnet school, it, it, it's, it's very literal. It's to draw, right? It's to draw. So mm -hmm. we want to draw students from all over the district um, who are not specifically zoned for Hartsfield. We want to draw them for families that are interested and they have their, their values aligned with what the values of Hartsfield, the mission of Hartsfield are, to be able to have an opportunity to come to our school. So if you are not zoned for Hartsfield, us having that magnet school designation gives you an opportunity to apply and become a part of the Hartsfield family. Okay. Now, the program, the IB program, officially starts in August of this year. Is that correct? No, we are we are currently in Ivy School. Okay, so you're currently. Oh, well, see that, that that's what I I'm so glad I asked. So you are currently Ivy right now. Yes, ma'am. We are going into our third unit of inquiry for pre K and kindergarten, and our fourth for first grade through fifth grade. So we are already okay. we're already in Ivy School. All right, all right. Well, see, I I didn't understand that. That's so why I'm asking all these questions to make sure that the listening audience is is clear with um, what you're doing now. So the kids could transfer now over to that school. Yes, and we've already had several students. Okay. How? What about transportation? Now, being um, IB magnet school, do parents have to provide? The, the transportation? How do they get there? So currently, parents do have to provide transportation mm -hmm. okay. if you are not in our school zone. Um, that's something we're looking to uh, kind of assist with that in the future. We're not there yet, but currently, yes, parents have to provide transportation. Okay. And I know in talking with uh, Superintendent Hannah, he was saying that really it's not just limited to, to Leon County that surrounding counties may have access to participate. Is that correct? Yes, yes ma'am, that's correct. And, and they just apply like every, everybody else. Again, I want folks to be able to know exactly what they need to do after they hear this program, where they need to go to, to get the ball rolling for their own children. So... Leon County School has a school choice um, landing page on mm -hmm. their website. Um, however, Hartsfield, we also have a magnet school um, tab that you can press on the Hartsfield Magnet School for International Studies webpage. And on that magnet school page, it gives you the information to go ahead and apply through school choice. The link is there. Um, folks can also contact me um, via email or my phone. However, they would like, they can come to the school. I am happy to assist. Um, anybody with um, registering and going through that school choice process. Wow. Impressive. I'm totally impressed. 
Um, in these last couple of minutes, I'm looking up at the clock, and it's like, oh, I could think of a couple other questions I want to ask you. But um, I, this is a question to both of you. Where do you see your school five years from now? Um, well, <laughs> that's, a, that's another question. I, I do see us continuing to be a PYP school. You know, I have a goal of, of, of enrollment numbers that are through the roof, that mm -hmm. we don't have place for students. That's a goal of mine personally. Um, I know, I think, I believe strongly that this PYP will help um, students from all over the county and surrounding counties have a different educational experience. You know, um, we all learn differently. And I think through PYP, our children's learning styles can all be addressed and it can be successful with a, with a program like PYP. And we have a great staff here. Um, I would love, like I said, enrollment would love to go up and I'd love to have um, more diversity. You know, kids, students from all over the, of the world. You know, we've been contacted by a couple of university professors about their interest in the PYP program. Um, I would love to have a, a more diverse um, student population as well. Okay. And I see in five years, I see us graduating our fifth PYP class and sending them out to middle school to take action in their community. I see our community coming to campus to see our students in action. I see our students out in the community taking action on some of the issues that they've explored at school. I see us going into evaluation to get our reauthorization in five years. Um, I see a lot. <laughs> I see a lot. And it's all it's all positive. Yeah. Well, again, I applaud you. Um, before we close, any other words of wisdom or closing comments that you'd like to make to the listening audience? If you have any questions or curiosity, you know, we love, you know, you to come by, schedule a tour. I'd love to show you around um, to see the wonderful things going on here at Hartsfield and just think about sending your child to a great school. Um, just contact us. We'll be happy to, to answer any question and give you the opportunity to see the school. Thank you for your time. Okay. It's time out for this edition of 411 Team. Special thanks to Principal Olson and IB Coordinator Ms. Fayon Jones. Much appreciation to my listening audience for your time and ear. I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield, inviting you to tune in next week, same time, same place, to get the 411 on 411 Team. 411 Team was produced by Dr. Liz Hollyfield. Technical assistance was provided by Evan Rossi. If you would like to participate in the 411 Team or have suggestions for discussion topics, call 850-645-7200. You can listen to previous episodes of 411 Teen at wfsu.org.